Hello everybody and welcome to this next episode of Into the Prey and indeed a new season of Into the Prey Season 4 where we will be looking at all things relating to the prophets of old and this in a sense is part two of our preview. We've done a preview for Season 4 generally, all of the prophets and this is a little bit of a preview of our Wednesday sessions with friend Dave Brennan from Breathos. Welcome Dave. Thank you, it's great to be with you again. It's been a while, you okay Mary? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a few weeks now, Yeah, but good to be back. Yeah, we've not been sitting around doing nothing for these three weeks. Um, we've been busy. Um, Dave, do you want to give some highlights for you, like, since we've last spoken, what you've been up to? I know you've been full-on busy doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, goodness, it's been yeah quite a few weeks actually. Um, so yeah, I've been up and down the country um, launching new public education teams in... Durham and Carlisle and Norwich are our hometown. So we're excited to have that. So that's where we go out on the streets and we we show people the, the reality of life in the womb in all mm. its splendor. And we show people the reality of abortion in all its horror. And we just engage people. What do you think about this? And mm. we've been really encouraged and we've been able to see some changed minds and we've been able to share the gospel with folks and pray with some uh, we went out unwittingly on one of the freedom marches in London. I don't know if people have seen this. It's been largely, you know, censored by the mainstream media, but um, huge sort of anti-lockdown, anti-vax, anti-vaccine passport kind of marches in London attended by hundreds of thousands. And we accidentally um, found ourselves doing one of our displays right on the path of this march. So <laughs> tens of thousands of people walked straight past us wow. with our banners mm. Um and it was so good. We thought, let's let's do that deliberately next time. So we yeah. went out again and did that the other day. And that was wonderful, really open crowd. And um, so that was encouraging. We did a display outside a church that was serving as a vaccination center to show the, the abortion connection with the vaccines. That was down in Kent, one of the biggest churches in the country. So yeah, it's been, it's been a busy one. It's been lots on the road. It's been encouraging. It's been at times challenging, mm-hmm. uh, but grateful to the Lord for his guidance. And um, and yeah, we're ready for a break uh, before too long, but it's been good. It's been good. You've got a break coming up, haven't you? Summer break? Yeah, I think I've got like, yeah, I've got a week. I've got a couple of weeks more and then then we've got quite a good chunk off actually sort of end of July. So uh, looking forward to that. Good stuff. <laughs> Well, we'll have lots coming through, I think, in the next um, three or four months or however long this particular season runs. So um, looking forward to that. But just, yeah, this is for everybody listening today. This is unscripted. We're just we're just chatting and catching up. up. So um, so I'm sure there'll be some digressions here. But one of those can can be about this thing of street work, Dave, because I know we've talked about that and. Um, you'd been out with my friend Gareth Hydes on the on the uh, in, in London, wasn't it? Re- quite recently. Yeah, so Gareth wasn't um, there on this particular occasion. I've been out with him in the in the past, but um, yeah, Gareth works with a, an evangelistic organisation called K One Eighty, and we've been friends with them for a while. And uh, they got in touch saying, "Look, do you want to partner with us on one of our missions coming up?" Which was an answer to prayer at our end because we mm-hmm. were wanting to get better at sharing the gospel on the streets as part of our mm-hmm. um, advocacy for the unborn. So that was something that we always have done, but in a more kind of, I, I guess, a more reactive mm. uh, ad hoc kind of way. Um, and so we we just really felt the Lord lay on our hearts, look, there's an amazing opportunity here for the gospel. And, and obviously that activism is, is a Christian duty 
uh, as well. But yeah. we, we just felt compelled. No, evangelism really belongs alongside this activism. And mm-hmm. so that was what this weekend was about. So we partnered with K180 and we um, we had a wonderful time. So yeah, the first outing with them was where we bumped into this Freedom March, uh, which was great. Um, and then we went to Speaker's Corner the next day. And, um, and so we're up on the soapbox talking about abortion, talking about the gospel, yeah. uh, speaking with uh, Muslims in particular. And again, what we've just found is abortion is an amazing starting point for the gospel. Mm. Um, and it's very easy, we found, to share the gospel when you start by talking about abortion because mm-hmm. you've already got people's attention. You're talking about the big stuff mm-hmm. and uh, you're talking about what people hold dear and mm-hmm. what makes life valuable and is there forgiveness and what happens when we die and all that kind of stuff. So it, yeah, it's, it's been really encouraging, quite exciting. And it's just a fresh angle. The Muslims and others said to us, look, all you really get at Speaker's Corner is people preaching, uh, but this is different, you know? And so it just kind of connected. It was a different way in with, mm-hmm. with people. So we're quite energized about that and we're looking to kind of, yeah, keep working in that direction. Yeah. They're good people. Gareth's a good guy. Hi, hi Gareth, if you're listening, you're probably not, but hi anyway. Um, yeah, so so getting out onto the street, that's it. That's that's we've been talking about that and prayer and the need for this to mm. be. These podcasts are brilliant and are serving a, a purpose, and we're ongoingly grateful for people's feedback and, and being in touch and so on. Uh, but we're wanting to be fruitful on the street as well. We want to see the gospel taken. That very much dovetails with our series, teaching series in one Corinthians, and resolving to know nothing while. We are with you, except Christ and Him crucified, etc. So there's that. Um, we can talk about that. We'll weave that into this new season. But let's let's um, what we'd plan to do today, Mary. You can correct me if I'm <laughs> if I'm wrong or if I'm forgetting anything. But it was to have a chat about what we've what we've covered so far. And if you if you're just joining this podcast, perhaps if somebody has dropped this in your e- inbox or what have you, and you're just kind of catching up, we thought it might benefit folk. Folk, just like you for today, just to know exactly what it is that we've talked about, where we've been, that kind of thing, and equally what the plan is moving forward. So let's again, this is unscripted. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just let's just chat about you know what we've done. We kind of going rewinding four or five. I don't know how many months it is now. Can you do you want to kick us off, sweet? So um, it probably has been. Is it what month are we in? We're in July, so at least five months, probably. It feels longer, maybe, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe six now. Um, so we've been doing a weekly episode for most of that time now. I think is that right? It's probably longer Pro- than that. Yeah, but yeah. It probably is. So um, we have covered to date. We've done um, quite a bit on abortion um, in general. So Dave's been really helpful in just really moving that forward and going into the detail of a lot of the work that, you know, Dave does with Brefos. Um, And we've looked quite closely at the vaccines, so the connection Mm -hmm. between um, the current vaccines that are being rolled out in the UK and their link with abortion um, and the wider problem with vaccines and um, fetal stem cells and all of that. So it's a much bigger issue than I think certainly we realized anyway so we've covered that quite extensively as well um we did a little two-part series on a drama that had been released by the bbc on abortion as well 
um, in Northern Ireland. So we did... Called Three Families. Three Families, yep. So we did two in-depth episodes on that as well. And we have also done a three-part series in IVF, a trio of episodes talking about mm-hmm. um, just the ins and outs of IVF and our stance on that and scripture. And mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's been a have lot. Have I missed anything? <laughs> Dave will correct you if you're... If you've missed anything, <laughs> I think I think that covers it. And and yes, we we with that, for example, with the vaccine, we we also I think explored a bit on the the, the sort of church response to the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So we didn't just look at it as an ethical thing standalone, mm-hmm. but actually looking at what's going on with church. You know, for example, a lot of Christian leaders got sort of um, co opted. Uh, but by quite a different agenda to promote the vaccine. And so not only has a lot of the church been deaf to or turned a blind eye to the the ethical issues of of this vaccine, but actually some have decided to make this a part of their mission. They see it as part of their mission to promote the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And so we explored a bit of that at a a sort of what you might call a more spiritual level, not just the ethics, Mm -hmm. um, not just the provenance of these vaccines, but actually what's going on spiritually here we're in a culture where you know the vaccine is the great sort of savior and sadly much of the church has jumped on that bandwagon mm-hmm. and, and agreed yeah, yeah the vaccine's the answer mm-hmm. um and so even even ethical issues aside if you could put them aside there's there's a lot going on here that needs to be um exposed and questioned Mm-hmm. Uh, and called out frankly mm-hmm. yeah and i hope that's something we've certainly tried to do throughout not just this part of the podcast, but the podcast as a whole. But I think this is where the links are particularly made, is that often these issues tend to be viewed as kind of standalone. So like abortion is kind of tagged on to mm-hmm. a part of church sort of understanding, but but actually it should be a much more central issue than it is within the church. Um, and just making these connections between all these different issues and what's going on in wider society and culture and yeah. how the church is and isn't responding. Yeah, and a crucial part of that links to what Dave you just said a second ago about the the doorway, the gateway that it is for the gospel when you're on the streets, talking specifically about abortion. Because of course, for, again, for folks who are joining this podcast, you know you might not appreciate this. We are doing these weekly sessions on abortion. We've done that for however many months now. And we'll continue to do that long term. That's that's our commitment and it's our privilege and it's our joy. But part it's just one part of the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. You know, the, the gateway to the gospel, unfortunately, is very much walking through and realizing that the gospel in the UK, as indeed through the West generally, is is largely absent of any focus at all on the, on the return of the Lord. You know the the most the most significant event in world history that's yet to happen is largely ignored and not part of the gospel mm-hmm. um, in many many pulpits up and down Great Britain today. So this this is why the conversation every week about abortion is underneath that. It's mm-hmm. part of the conversation that we talk about in terms of the chaos of the church and the part of the chaos of the church, of course, is a is a is a Jesusless mm-hmm. gospel where there's no reference or hope in in that blessed hope. Um, you, you know what I'm saying, Dave, don't you? Yeah, and I think I think there are you know a number of different angles we can we can put on this. There's the sort of I think what you might call the the prophetic angle of you know what's God saying and doing mm-hmm. in this moment and of time and is the church hearing that and I think that that touches on the vaccine it certainly touches on 
abortion and contraception and IVF and all the rest of it. Um, but I think another way we can just think of it is just quite simply, this is about being a disciple of Christ. You know, some people think mm. of these ethical issues as, okay, if you're into ethics, it's like an academic subject. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm interested in ethics. You know, you hear people say, yeah, I've got quite an interest in ethics or they've done a master's in ethics or whatever. Interestingly enough, I, find, I sometimes find the people who've done master's in ethics um, tend to be more convoluted on, <laughs> on the ethics than most. You know, they, yeah. they, they, some of them seem to want to avoid giving an answer or stating a position, mm-hmm. um, you know, more decidedly than most. But, but I think w- we need to bring this back to at a very basic, simple level. This is about discipleship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we read, I'm just looking here at the uh, uh, end of Hebrews chapter 5. This is this you could you could take this as a definition of spiritual maturity. It says, um, "Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Hmm. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity." So, what we see here, we see it elsewhere is that learning to distinguish between good and evil, ethics, if we want to call it that, is absolutely at the heart of what it means to fear God, to grow Mm -hmm. in maturity, to be salt and light, Mm. to be Mm -hmm. faithful and effective followers of Christ. This is not secondary. It's not marginal. This is absolutely where it's at. So anyone who's interested Mm -hmm. in following Christ, anyone who's interested in the Great Commission, any of that, these ethical issues are... um, you, you should be mm-hmm. hungry for wrestling yeah. with these ethical issues because this is where you get to grow as a disciple. Mm-hmm. I, I think generally across the church, we the, the, this this issue of abortion is a little bit viewed like an opt-in module option at university. Mm. You know, you just mm. scan down a list and you you know you you lean towards an area of, of special interest. Naturally, it's compulsory. That is the reality. Yeah, this yeah. is it's not that it should be compulsory. It, it is, in yeah. in the eyes of the Lord God Almighty, it is. Of course, it's compulsory. Yes. You know, as are other focuses mm-hmm. such as righteousness and justice mm-hmm. in in general. That's of course what we're talking about, but. Um, that's really good, Dave, to, to hear to hear that. Um, it's just good to hear other people talking about the, the things that we end up talking about quite a lot, which is, yeah, just this is such a basic part of of Christian discipleship. Um, do you want to just talk? I mean, I've got one thing I want to just say in this episode, but Dave, do you want to talk about where we're going? Mary's just summarised where we've been, and hopefully that makes sense. People, there's, there's quite a few episodes to go back and listen to. But Dave, what's on the agenda moving forward? Yeah, thank you. So the, the big thing we've got coming up now is we're going to uh, delve into uh, so-called contraception. And I, and I say so-called contraception uh, for a reason, and, and folks have got a uh, kind of track with us and listen in on the upcoming episodes to understand why that is. But put simply, um, most probably most of what you think is contraception is not actually contraception in that um, it it acts after fertilization or it sometimes acts after mm-hmm. fertilization, which means it, it doesn't stop conception, but acts yeah. after mm-hmm. conception. And so many people are just unaware of this. I was unaware of this until relatively recently. Um, so we, we're going to go into contraception and, you know, uh, abortion, IVF and contraception are three of the most important issues facing us today. And yet they're probably the least talked about. 
hmm. in the church. You you never hear, you hardly ever hear teaching on abortion. I think you basically never hear teaching on <laughs> IVF um, or contraception. Yeah. Unless, you um, tune, unless you tune into Into the Prey podcast. Where... <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then you get sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, so we, we, we really just need to go over the basic facts. So that's going to be episode one um, after this intro. So so in a week's time or so, we're going to be looking at um, the facts. So we just mm. need to explain what's going on here. What are these different so-called contraceptives? Which of them are genuinely contraceptive, by which I mean they, they prevent fertilization. They stop life from ever happening in the first place. Mm-hmm. And which actually sometimes permit life to begin, but then intentionally end it so we need to go over the facts Mm. um episode two we're gonna look at culture so we're gonna we're gonna zoom out a bit and and once we've got those facts in place we're gonna be thinking about what are the ideologies that are swimming around in our uh culture um that we are almost certainly imbibing without even realizing Mm. it you know attitudes towards children attitudes towards marriage um autonomy Mm. um what it means to be fulfilled Mm-hmm. Um, what it means to be a person. How how are all these things shaping the Christian mind without us even realizing it? Mm-hmm. I say the Christian mind, shaping those who are Christians, but mm-hmm. not in a way as to give them a Christian mind on these issues, but really worldly thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we're going to share some testimony, I think, at that point um, on where we were at at the beginning of our marriage, uh, the assumptions we just adopted without even thinking about it. And, mm-hmm. And how how the Lord convicted us, and then episode three, I think we want to just get towards really being explicit and nailing our our positions. Where do we stand on different contraceptives? What about contraception uh, as a whole, a, a, as an idea? Where do we stand on that? Mm-hmm. And just um, it'll be interesting because you know you and I, Nick and Mary, we, we we've not spoken through all of this at length mm-hmm. yet, so it's going to be interesting. We're going to be kind of doing some of that journeying live, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be hopefully helpful and stimulating. And by then, uh, the the idea is we'll have stimulated a bit of uh, conversation. Those listening in, we want to hear back from from you and see how we can be most helpful in where we take the conversation from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always think it's really interesting doing these podcasts because ever since we started it, I've always felt personally anyway that as we've spoken about these things and we've kind of just asked questions openly and gone to the bible and looked for answers god has always come and given answers Mm. so there's always a sense and it feels a bit not scary but you're when you've not planned something you're coming to it thinking gosh i don't know anything about this and i'm not sure what the answer is and yet Mm. god just comes in and he just helps, he mm-hmm. guides, and he mm-hmm. gives answers. So mm. it's it's always quite exciting at the same time. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we want to be like, you know, as the apostle said, we, we want to put away, you know, underhand mm. methods. And, you know, we just want to be straight and we want to, we want to act like we believe the word of God is sufficient. You know, we're yeah. going to, we're going to find, we may not, we're not claiming to have it all down at this point of time or ever, but we, we want to, come to the word of God expecting mm-hmm. light on these issues. Mm-hmm. And if we're, if we're shown to be wrong in our thinking by the word of God, fantastic. We're, that, that's great. We're, we're, we're moving forward. We're learning. Yeah. And we're just inviting others to join us on that, on that journey and see what, what the word of God has to say mm-hmm. to us mm-hmm. on these things. 
Yeah, and to do, just just to reiterate that point again, I think that this is so worthy of being echoed. It's just so central um, to every podcast. Again, is is this exploration of really of what it means to be a disciple, and uh, and again, for just trying to we're having a three way conversation here, but also we're talking to a lot of people, so just conscious of that. That to encourage everyone to listen, just to think a little bit about that that dynamic between the upbringing of tra- in, in traditional Christian circles. So in other words, depending on what your testimony may or may not be, you might have been part of a Christian family, you may have come to faith through that privileged exposure to the gospel and so on. But with that, there comes quite a lot of baggage sometimes mm, yeah. that often conspires t- against the basic rhythms of what it should mean to be a disciple of Jesus. And we we, we we almost deliberately, well, we do, we deliberately avoid saying Christian too much because it, of its virtual meaningless, um, the stereotype of Christianity today. And so instead we talk about being a lover and a follower of Jesus. And if you are a lover and a follower of Jesus, there are certain things that you'll talk about. Um, and that's really what we're doing here. We're, we're exploring the things that we believe are closest to his heart I think there are there are a few things that are closer to his heart than abortion, children being mm. murdered in in the womb. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's where we've been. That's where we're going. And as you just said, sweet, we there's a mystery to all of this in that it's a three way conversation, overshadowed by this profound sense of needing the Spirit of God mm. to guide our thoughts and our and our words and our heart. We pray regularly for compassion. We pray regularly for um, a sense of not being overwhelmed by the, by the size of or the scale mm. of, of the situation and the problem that seems so yeah. normal because that's part of what I was just trying to say about the discipleship thing is that we're born into a system. It's like the Matrix where abortion is just so normal that, you know, when, when we have these conversations in the gym, I have regular conversations in the gym four or five times a week. And guys are getting their injections, and they're talking about it. it's like, oh, are you not, are you not, are you have, have you had your injection next? Like, no, I've not had it actually, and I'm not having it. Why is that? And then we start mm. having a conversation about abortion, and so on. It's like you see, you see the lights beginning to go on in some of the mm-hmm. the thinking. But these guys aren't Christians. We're <laughs> in a sense, we're our primary audience is to those who would say that they're Christians, say that would say that they're disciples, and yet mm. there is still this same blasé, um, calloused indifference as part of what we've inherited spiritually this is what it means to be a christian where we don't really think about it and so mm-hmm. i think that's the sim- that's the, that's the, the simplicity isn't it of being radical today doesn't really require much today's radical you know today's radical is yesterday's walk in the park and it really is true all you have to do today to be even moderately um <laughs> different is talk about abortion every single week flip yeah. me yeah um so on that bombshell, I just wanted to just to say this, and again, we've not talked about this at all, but I want to just be honest, and I think this does relate to what we've been talking. For, for those listening, you'll have probably heard about the news this week um, from the Right to Life UK guys, and there was some, there was some good news, and we heard about the... Um, the decision, Dave, you can give us the details on that, but it was basically an abort, excuse the pun, but it was an aborted attempt, wasn't it, to force through legislation that would have... Do you want to just give us a quick summary on that? Yeah, sure. So this this was essentially a, an attempt at what they call decriminalisation. It's basically, it would be the abolition of any kind of safeguard 
uh, around the baby. It would be abortion up to birth, on demand, for mm -hmm. any reason, for no reason, yeah. just totally taking it outside of criminal law. So, so going way further than the 1967 Act, which effectively leaves us with an, a, a limit at 24 weeks. Um, abortion does take place up till birth where there's believed to be abnormality. What they were going for was abortion up till birth for any reason. And another thing they were trying to push through, which would have been really significant as well, is they wanted to make it illegal to offer any kind of prayer, information or support near an abortion clinic the whole country over. Now that's already... They've already got buffer zones around a couple of places in London, but this was to make it universal across the UK, which would make it very difficult. You know, hundreds of babies are saved every year mm. through that mm. kind of work. Mm -hmm. And that would have just um, blocked all of that advocacy. So it would have been really, really damaging had it gone through. Um, wonderfully, praise God, it was it was pushed back. And, um, and that was encouraging mm. and a relief and a mercy. Mm. Um, but what was also encouraging was seeing... A number of people, as far as I can tell, both Christians and non-Christians, who were made to sit up and take notice by this whole little episode, which came about very quickly. You know, even Right to Life only got wind of it a few days before mm -hmm. the thing was going to be was going to be voted on. So it was very underhand. They the, the abortion lobby put this forward as an amendment to a bill that had nothing to do with abortion. It was just a kind of policing bill. And they've done that before. They did that with uh, the domestic abuse bill. They Essentially, it's what they did with Northern Ireland, is they go in this very underhand way, tag it onto something that's nothing to do with abortion and hope that people don't notice or don't notice quickly enough and they can get stuff rushed through. So it was very underhand. <laughs> Thankfully, it was pushed back. And as I say, people seem to have been woken up somewhat, both Christians and non-Christians, mm. um, because I think this is an example of the abortion lobby overplaying their hand and mm. i noticed people talking and you know and praying and writing to their mp about abortion who previously weren't so this seems to have yeah sh shaken people a bit uh, which is great so you know mm -hmm. people are a bit more woken up than they were before by this so uh, for that i'm grateful as well yeah we, we are grateful for that and when we heard the news uh, we, we were grateful but i wanted to be honest and just saying that my main response wasn't that um, the subtitle of the email f uh, telling us about that was a major pro was major pro life victory. Now, of course, mm -hmm. as I've just said, we're grateful, but my res my my honest response wasn't gratitude. It was um, just just a reminder at how low the bar is that we're talking. Yeah. What what we're talking about here mm -hmm. is not actually a pro a major pro life victory. A major pro life victory. In fact, there is only one. <laughs> major pro-life victory and that is if abortion is stopped yeah. um so it served it, it was very bittersweet I, i'll be honest mm. i felt like it was a bit like water of a duck's back for me it's like this isn't a major this is not a major victory and it would only be a major victory if the bar is as low as it is um so it was a reminder it was a reminder mm. that that um we need to keep on talking, but crucially, and this is this is one of the things that we'll try and get some clarity on for everybody as soon as possible, which is that we want to really enter into a place of intercessory prayer and, and to somehow, depending on what people think, and uh, is to facilitate that, for that to be something that, mm. you know, so there's this beautiful blend of going out onto the street in that way, but also the sense of 
giving ourselves and committing to the place of intercessory prayer, um, both and in an ongoing way. And hopefully one day we will get an email with a with a major pro life victory. Mm-hmm. Um, does that does that make? Did, did you share that sentiment, Dave? Yeah, I did precisely. Yeah, I did, and um, I think I, I said something on, on on Twitter along those lines. It was first off, it was thank God, there's mercy. That would have been awful had it gone through. But then it was, mm. but goodness me, let's not. I don't, I don't not seek to, to criticize, you know, um, the phrasing of another pro-life organization, but saying, you know, with a picture of a baby, she rests easy because you don't, you didn't, I, I get it. But the reality is babies in this country are, are not mm. resting easy. Yeah. You know, that, that yes, the ones that are beyond 24 weeks and have no abnormality are resting easy. But, um, if abortions available up until 24 weeks for any reason, yeah. Um, yeah. let's not say they're resting easy yeah, let, there's a lot of work to be done let, let, let's let's be let's be honest the, the thing that the church need to hear is not well done guys you've not you've not rested easy mm. that's not what the church need to hear the church need to hear the exact opposite we mm. we have rested easy for far too long um mm. and uh but yeah we we say that whilst saying things like we continue to pray don't mm. we for compassion yeah. when you know and 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 there to be that that sense of uh Mm-hmm. And you do hope that, as awful as the it is, but just sometimes it takes the horror of something like that just yeah. to wake people up a bit. You know, it's because actually it's not. I think, I think probably what people are thinking is that they're so blind to the whole issue as it is. It's not until something really shocking like that comes along, which isn't, as we know, not far down the the road from what's already happening it'll return won't it? but if you're if you're kind of just unaware of the issue in general mm-hmm. it feels really shocking whereas uh, of course we're probably we I th- we are thinking of it from the perspective of well that's the obvious next steps that people who are you know pro-abortion are going to go for mm-hmm. yeah but. There's a there's a video that's worth googling and and watching if you've not. It's a conversation from probably about seven or eight years ago with Douglas Wilson and a chap called Andrew Sullivan, who's a gay rights advocate. Um, and the the overall point of that is what I was saying to you about polygamy and mm. um, homosexual so called homosexual marriage is the connection between the two. The point being, by changing the law whenever it was changed, 2014 in this country, I think it was. Um, regarding homosexual marriage, it's greasing the skids for a whole bunch of other yeah. stuff, including polygamy uh, and so forth. And that was the point that if you watch it retrospectively, you're watching something being discussed and debated from that point of view. And then, lo and behold, you know um, there is this there is this um, increasing prevalence of polygamy being you know. So it's it's the interrelatedness of all these different things, mm-hmm. isn't it? And that's why we that's why we're talking about contraception. That's why we're talking about IVF um, as well. Shall we pray? Yes. Father, we just come before you, and we we thank you for this opportunity just to to speak about these issues we thank you for the work that was done this week um, mm. we thank you for the fact that that um, law was not able to go ahead Lord And but we come knowing that um, it's just a shocking situation Lord and the more we talk about it the more we feel the depth of pain related to it and 
we're so aware um we're just so aware of the pain that it brings to your heart god and Mm. um we just want we want to we want to come in this episode that we do in all the rest of this series and just to bring these issues into the light lord we just pray that there would be a growing sense amongst your people in this nation of the horror of these things that are happening in clinics mm-hmm. up and down the country, Lord. I pray that we would feel the weight mm. of this issue, that we would, and we wouldn't avoid it, Lord. I pray that we would take on the weight of this issue, that we would bear it and that we would run with it and we would pray for it and mm-hmm. we would speak to people about it and we wouldn't, mm. we just wouldn't shy away from it, Lord. Mm-hmm. So we just, we pray that as we come over these next few weeks to talk about these different issues, as we continue to talk about abortion, as we continue to talk about, or start talking about contraception, Lord, we just ask that you would come and that you would shed your light on these Mm. most important topics. And we pray for wisdom and guidance, Lord, that we know that we need, um, that we know that we need. We can't do this without your help. We can't do it without your guidance, Lord. Mm. So we mm. just ask these things in your name, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Lord, we do pray as well, especially for folk who are listening, ourselves included, who can sometimes feel overwhelmed to the point of hopelessness or even despair about the situation that we're looking at and that we're talking about and that we're thinking about, where prayer feels impotent or where prayer doesn't feel powerful and effective as we as we believe that it is in our heart Lord, we we want we pray now that you would um bring encouragement for people listening to this Mm. in the midst of this evil age that there would be a sense of brimming hope god we ask by your spirit would you do that would you Mm. give us give us the kind of encouragement of fellowship with one another that comes when um when when brothers dwell together in unity lord the kind of unity where we agree about the things that you say are true and that are right and equally those things that are abhorrent and evil and lord, we, we pray for that kind of fellowship the encouragement from that kind of fellowship for, for all of us Lord, we really do need that in the shadow as it were of the of the mountain of this type of evil that has become so normalized that most so-called disciples don't even think about it lord deliver us from willful ignorance Mm -hmm. and lord i I pray for that gift again of of um, desperation for each of us Mm -hmm. that as we feel the the sting and the pang sometimes of that sense of being overwhelmed that you would remind us of gideon in a wine press and your words to him lord I, i pray that you would speak your words to us like that unto that kind of unlikely victory we pray in jesus name amen yes lord we we just declare that you are sovereign god you you are in control you know what you're doing and lord we we read in the scriptures that in your wisdom and we can't understand this but father you allowed things to continue for such a long time and it's even written this because the sin of the Amorites has not yet met its full measure. It's not yet reached the point at which you have determined you are going to act. And Lord, we look at our nation and we see the evil and, and we don't understand, Lord, how it's tolerated. And yeah. yet what we see, Lord, is, Come. is that you appear so often in the scriptures to be waiting 
for a man, for a woman to stand up mm. and say, under God, I will not tolerate this anymore. Mm. Um, and Lord, you wait for your people to come together in repentance and to agree with one another in the Lord, to, mm. to agree on what you say and to, to loathe our actions and our attitudes, what our hands have done and cry out for mercy. And Lord, we do just ask that you would move your people in such a way in this day, Lord, that you would bring about that miracle of repentance, Lord, that yes. people would come together, your people would come mm. together and be driven, we would be driven, Lord, to our knees mm. and cry out to you, cry out for mercy mm. for what we have been so apathetic to, what we've tolerated, what we've just turned a blind eye to what we've said is irrelevant what we've said is secondary what we've with our actions declared is less important than a good cup of coffee or mm. the quality of of our, our our sound and light systems on a sunday morning lord we, we would you cause us just to mm. really loathe lord okay. those attitudes mm-hmm. and come before you uh, and cry out for forgiveness mm. for Um, that you would make us new, Lord, that we would be radically different from how we have been, that our entire posture would be one of um, hating what is evil, clinging to what is good, crying out to you, and willingly putting ourselves in the gap and taking the hit and and despising the things of this world uh, for the kingdom that is is coming. So, Lord, we do ask that you would swiftly, Lord, move by your spirit amongst your people. Bring the radical repentance, we pray. Mm. And, uh, Lord, we, even now we, we see glimmers here and there, but it's not yet happened, Father. And so we do just cry out to you, Lord, grant, grant this conviction mm. um, in these days, we pray. Mm. Just as you were praying, Dave, I was reminded of a dream I'd had last night and I'd not, I've not remembered it until now, so I've not shared it with Mary, but just the dream was simply, um, I was, I was with Mary, I was with you and I remember just turning to you and saying to you, look at the, at the, the significance and the power of, of a church that's repentant. Mm -hmm. I remember just that the, the, the simplicity in the dream was just this sense of, frustration that what separates the church as it is now from what the church could be stroke should be stroke will be Mm. is a very simple childlike posture and decision to repent and look at what the church can you know and I just you think I I can't remember any more detail than that it doesn't really matter but in the dream I just had this sense of look Mm -hmm. (laughs) look this is this and for people listening this is what the church this is what it's supposed to be like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ this is what it's supposed to be like as a spirit spirit filled blood bought um son or or daughter of the king and you know th- that that's the, that's what we're supposed to cling to is that before Jesus does come the bride will be prepared it's not going to be this sleepy heart playing reality of you know keys to just before the, the you know this the, the, that representation of of the of the bride 
mm. although sleepy, there's the sense in which that the preparation includes active mm. um, taking ground and seeing places turned upside down. There's no government, there's no king, there's no politician, there's no gay rights activist that could stand against the spirit of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of that to say that in the dream, it was this sense of, look, we, we could be constantly on the cusp of seeing something significant and historic happen within the church. If, as you prayed, Dave, there would be this sense of a Lord granting mm. this, that spirit of repentance and contrition and brokenness and surrender and cry. So, Lord, we do pray for that again within the church. We don't want this to become a um, a robotic or mechanic mm. um, prayer, but we do pray that you would, you would anoint us to pray in an ongoing way for the church, of which we're part. Lord, we, we pray with that sense of longing and, mm. uh, and of as though you would pray for your family if your family was wayward. And we do pray for the for the family of which we're part, your family, your body. We look to you as the head and we ask, Lord, by your spirit, please would you would you grant that spirit of repentance across every congregation mm-hmm. in this nation and the nations of the West. Lord, only you can do that. That's not being taught, Lord. It is it's being ministered to by you. So Lord, we, we dare to ask for that. Lord, and give us give us um God, give us give us glimpses of that, please, in this day. Mm. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Into the Prey, breaching the chaos of the church. We trust that it's been both provoking and challenging as well as inspiring and comforting in the midst of this very evil present age. If you'd like to get behind what we're doing, if you'd like to support us through prayer and through financial support, we'd be deeply grateful for both of those two ways of supporting. And you can do that and find out a little bit more information about that by going to firebrandnotes.com forward slash give. That's firebrandnotes.com forward slash give. We'd be deeply grateful. Check it out. And we look forward to connecting with you soon. Maranatha. Thank you.